and hello and welcome back to another episode of Unfiltered. I'm Yunina Doyle. And I'm Jonathan Kleeman. And today we've got, uh, our guest with us is uh, Amanda Melton. Oh, like, she did it! Like the pork pie. Like it the works, pork it works, pie. it works. Like the pork pie. Oh, so, now on all guests who come on, um, just refinate your name to some kind of food stuff, and apparently that works for me. That's, that's <laughs> now my new memory technique. a way for Jonathan to understand. It's my mind is in my belly. See, that's what it is. So you just got to, and I love a pork pie. So there who we go. Thank you, exactly right. Thank you, Mandy, the pork pie, Milton. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, that's going to stick. <laughs> <laughs> that's not the best stuff. There's a whole 200 something people who may listen to this and may call you that if you love this. Mandy. I actually convinced the guy one time that I was heir to the pork pie fortune. <laughs> you thought this? No, okay, wait, 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 wait. This is a good story already. I like this. You've, you've gone in with a bang of a story. It's not even a story. That's just like, that's just like a one-liner. Well, that was your chat-up line to it. It was, no. Like, I'm no, the heiress to most I wasn't no, chatting up, he, we used to work together as like bartenders and he was Australian. I don't think he really knew what pork pie, like Melton Mowbray was. Like, <laughs> so, me and my friend, we were like, we love pork pies. Did we? You know, did we? Yeah, yeah. We always used to talk about pork pies for some reason. But, so I convinced it. I convinced this guy that I was like heir to the pork pie fortune. He didn't really ask why I was bartending and I was going to be like a billionaire, but... Do you think you're some like rich kid who's just doing it for laughs? Yeah, I think so. Not that there is a pork pie fortune. Wait, how do you know? Well, there might be, but it's not mine. I feel like well, I've it's not I feel like, <laughs> I feel like I've got to do research into this now. I'll find out if there's some like. Because I'll do. I said if I get number freaky and I'll do the research behind like Frere Rocher and how many millions of Frere Rocher are eaten a year and have how you many. Been to it, have you been to Italy where they make. Um, I haven't been there, no. Oh my god, you go down the street. And it smells like the whole street. Yeah, that's um, in Piemonte. That, that's, yeah. that's like Switzerland, though. Like when you go to like the airport in Switzerland, there's just chocolate fountains everywhere. Everywhere you go, you can smell chocolate, which sounds delicious. It actually starts making you feel a little funny. Eight, at eight a.m., nine a.m. in the morning, mm. when you've got to catch a flight, mm, not good. <laughs> not not like. A, or, and you've had a I had a heavy time when I was in Switzerland. It was. You have a heavy time anywhere. That oh, that was heavy by my standards. Like, Do you know we haven't actually introduced uh, Mandy the pork yeah, sorry, pie? <laughs> Heiress, oh, Mandy, so heiress to the pork pie kingdom. Oh, as this will now go on. Okay, and we have, no. yeah, wait, we had Nacho, the king of uh, the king of Guildhall. So we have two royalties today. So of so. course, and, and uh, for people listening, Nacho is the wonderful sommelier um, who works at Hawksmoor in the Guildhall. Um, not in the Guildhall. In the Guildhall. Hawksmoor the Guildhall. Um, who has uh, given us his wonderful private room uh, today? So that's where no, we are. No, it's a private dining room. Remember to stick up for that. I got into a lot of trouble by well, I got ignored because I. <laughs> The private room. Yeah, that's so the receptionist are lying to me. Obviously, it's apparently a secret no, code. You need to I know. asked for the PDR, so maybe it just doesn't realise. So we we have a slight complaint. Hawksmoor <laughs> does incredible steaks. Uh, we if love you it. want wine, sommelier is fantastic. He'll get you a good sommelier, uh, good wine. But unfortunately, if you walk in and you ask for their private dining room, private room, or PDR. They, the hostesses don't seem to be aware that there is a one wonderfully big room that hosts for about 22 people. I think, I think it might be in, in their defence, maybe because it wasn't booked. Yeah, that's system. why I think it's why it very, wasn't booked out. And this is this event to anyone who's worked in reception, it is a very like thing of all receptions we've ever worked with. The minute you try and give them information that doesn't match up with what's in the <laughs> system, they're immediately like, what? <laughs> Computer <laughs> it's, it's says no. It is, it is like the whole little brain. This is no. The amount of times I've had to like, in behalf, step in and like push a receptionist aside, but one second, let me sort of self police so I know where you're going because there's been some confusion that has happened before but yeah you're making enemies of every hostess in London right now I've, I've done that already by working he makes them. enemies of everybody <laughs> look everybody if, I don't, if I haven't made a couple of enemies by the end of the day I'm not trying like that oh, is my, my you, game plan you, you okay I'm going to let everybody know what Jonathan told us and let's actually can we just drink have a sip it's really nice. I'm, I'm Wait, cheers everyone cheers, cheers. Um, let's just have a moment here hmm. okay so we will talk about that in a second uh, Jonathan's in a very good mood today, um, which is a rare occasion. Yes, um, and he's in. A, why are you in a really good mood today? Um, I, got, I got to shoulder barge a wanker banker on the way here, which is just one of the most <laughs> glorious feelings in the world. If you haven't done it, I really recommend it. Um, <laughs> is it like cow tipping? You know, it's kind of there is a there is a technique. You, you've got to. I don't know. We've all been anyone traveling the underground. You know them. You can see it's always a wanker banker, but you know there's a good percentage of those people who are going to shoulder barge. They're coming at you, and they're expecting you to move out of the way. The trick is you need to catch them ahead, prep. And then just before they're going to go for the shoulder barge, you need to go in like a few seconds before, send them spinning. It's quite fun. I'm not the biggest guy, but like I'm pretty good with the shoulder. Like you get, you tuck in, it's all about technique. You, so you look them. how excited he is. I know, yeah, I don't think I'm oh, he went spinning, he almost fell over. I was this close to getting him on the floor. You should have taken a photo. You should get people, to, it should be like a, you know, what, like shoulder barging with Jonathan. I think if we start doing with that in the underground, we'll get caught quite quickly and probably thrown out. 
No, in the underground, just in general. Oh, okay. about. Well, yeah, that's fine. Take the biggest guy, boom, run off really quickly. Well, I mean, I'm not going to go that crazy. Like, you know, I'm going for wanker bankers, you know, they can't really fight back. Well, anyway, I'm glad <laughs> that you are in such a good mood. Um, we should actually introduce you, Maddie. Yeah, so Popeyes. Yeah. Not about pork pies. Yeah. I'm now really has... hungry. <laughs> I'd have to have a pork pie after this. Like, that's nice. That's nice. And you'll think of our lovely guests. Can we get, wait, can imagine if Milk could sponsor us? That'd be an amazing sponsorship. I think they owe you money for this now already. I feel like, yeah. I, Listen, I'm going to bug fact, them. I'm going to be like just constantly Instagramming and tweeting them that they're going to owe us something from this. So to be honest, it. yeah, exactly. It's not even about the wine this episode. It's quite clearly about pork pies. Oh, By the way, um, Wolves, we, Wolves, we will also take sausage roll sponsorship. Basically, any <laughs> snack foods of any kind. Scotch eggs. I'm. Yes. Do you make the best scotch eggs? I mean, to be honest, when it comes to all those foods, as much as like the artisan, nice, fancy ones are all really nice, I really like the down and dirty stuff, like the cheapo cracker. Greg's sausage rolls are the best. Oh, no, no, that's down. I, I mean, yeah, Greg's, <laughs> if I could get a Greg's sponsorship, that would make me happy. That would be a good <laughs> wine pairing with a... Because I haven't actually had Greg's sausage rolls. Because what? what? That's not a thing. It's not what a thing do not have them. You are I this, right? Yeah, but I haven't been in the Greggs in like that's... fifteen years because I actually look after my body. Hopefully, hopefully <laughs> some. Whoa, 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 okay, we have a point. <laughs> one, one day, one day we'll get we'll get Chris Madden on, um, who's a great sommelier, but we'll get him to come on and he'll his his actual words so I'll quote him, which is Greggs is not a restaurant or an eatery; it's an institution. Uh, it's somewhere it's more they of do, um, what do they do they do like um, a slice with like baked beans oh, and stuff yeah, yeah they do like they do slice yeah. steak slikes steak steak and onion slices you two are really keen um, if only you record your faces right but when now. you get like there's nothing better like one of my worst days I had actually when I was, when I was working first like working at Bishop Salford when we were just setting up the shop I used to go get breakfast from Greg's every day it became a habit I'd get my cup of tea and have me tea making facilities and get my bacon sandwich two twenty five. great deal Greg sponsorship um <laughs> Great deal, people. And if they haven't got bacon, they'll give you the sausage one. It's great. Um, and I used to get that like, every morning. And they don't overcook the bacon. Very important. Um, and then one day I went there, and there'd been some kind of flood. And like there was nothing more that ruined my week as it being a Monday and Greg's being closed. And I was like, ah, oh, like literally my morning was, my day was ruined from that point on. And you were like, where were my wanker bankers to shoulder barge? But you were <laughs> too no, far no, out of London. Yeah, I know, I know. That is a sad day. But then there was no wanker bankers. That's a bonus. What would go, what wine tasting, what wine would go well with the Greg sausage roll? This would go quite well. Actually, actually, Chef Papillon would do quite well. Um, yeah. well actually, Class with grease. Oh, no, all classic, all classic. You know, it is sausage, it is got some fat in there, and you've got a pastry. I would say a Riesling. <gasps> well, yeah, that goes back to episode three. I think, I think actually a Riesling Cabernet with a touch of sweetness in that pastry uh, would be a little bit. Four sausage rolls, obviously, you've got to go for the deal. It's four, four. Everyone doesn't know you get four sausage rolls for a bargain price. Um, you have to go for it. <laughs> what? So a glass per sausage roll. The worst part is now I fast every day and I can't eat drinking. You're a wine flight. Oh no, that's that's a whole new thing. You're fasting. Again, I've done it before. I'm back to fasting. So I don't eat anything until about two, three o'clock every day. Oh, are you doing that intermittent fasting thing? Time restricted eating, yeah. What's it called? Well, you've got intermittent fasting, basically the same thing, but I only eat when uh, about around about a nine hour window. Yeah, but you can eat all the calories and eat Well, I still have to eat healthily, you can't eat crap. But, but you're, you're eating everything you would but in you're a normal eating, day. Yeah, you're eating, yeah, you're eating normal calories, but the idea is it's meant to be when you optimise your digestion. Yeah, so my, my neighbours are doing that, and they've um, lost loads of weight, and they're really happy with it. Yeah, it's also, I find, again, it's different picks. Some people, some people like to eat before a workout, they try and get some more energy. I struggle if I eat before a workout, I get cramps, or I don't feel sluggish, like I can't do the two at the same time, so I find actually by not eating it's better. Okay. Um, it's just about cutting things out and will stop you fast. So like I don't have tea, milk, tea, milk and tea in the morning anymore, like milk and my tea anymore, I have green tea instead. Was it you that posted on Facebook, was it you that posted on Facebook um, an actual genuine diet that was in, um, yeah, no, I, 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 I originally was in Vogue and it, yes, and it included <laughs> a 125 meal glass and a coffee. Chablis and coffee, coffee in the morning, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm down with this, this and, then, a and then a 125 meal glass with lunch. Oh, in Vogue? Vogue, you used to have your head on straight, you need to change it. Um, if you want me to consult on you for diets, I'm more than happy to, but be more than one glass of champagne in the morning. And personally, <laughs> and personally champagne, bubbles, be classy. Um, <laughs> it doesn't count, it's bubbles. And to be fair, that's aerating, and it's probably, it's probably motivating yeah, exactly. metabolism. Mimosa, yeah. for breakfast. Yeah. So, and with mimosa, you get well, mimosa, as mimosa, as mimosa general, is so you one of your five a day. It's one of your five a day. Mimosa. Yeah. And you've got the champagne, which is great. So it's two you five a day, actually. And a Bloody Mary as well, if you don't fancy the wine. So there's lots of things that are probably... I did not mention Bloody Mary yesterday. That's what we can talk about. (laughs) So anyway, so this Vogue, when was it printed? In like the 1980s or something? I mean, it's 1920s, something like that. And I think, I can't remember... So I did obviously get it from someone else on Facebook, as you do. I I can't remember if it's either Christine Schindler from from Bebendum or someone else, I can't remember who it was. 
it was a female on the wine industry. She'd originally posted it up, and I also seen it on Instagram like the same, like within mm. like ten minutes as it always happens. I'm like, whoop, stealing that and posting that up for uh, some likes. But um, really, so apparently, it's okay to have one bottle per day and be on a diet. Fabulous. Well, actually, oh, no, actually, here's an interesting. We're talking about wine news. We can think of anything. I forgot about this. They've now proven it is actually better to be a drinker than a non-drinker. Yeah, like yes, and you eat everywhere. Uh, less chances of dementia. Less chances of dementia. Cheers, guys. Cheers. <laughs> no dementia. No dementia. You're I mean, still not remembering. I can't remember names. the last ten years, but no dementia. <laughs> but from um, now on, now tell us. Look, look we're, gonna, we're drinking this wine. So yeah, we're nattering on about Greg's and dementia and 1920s. What are we drinking? John so we're drinking Chateauneuf, Chateauneuf de Pape Blanc. Um, and it's worth mentioning. A lot of people think Chateauneuf de Pape is generally. I actually this in shop a lot. People when they see a white in the shop. Uh, this isn't from our shop, but I do know Chateauneuf. I've served their, their um, Chateauneuf Pats for years, so a really, really good producer. Um, the, so, yeah, most people associate red with Chateauneuf Pat, and the majority, I can't remember the exact percentages, um, I think it's around 90%, I believe, I'll probably be around, right saying around 90% is red production. Mm, um, about probably 90 or 80% off the top of my head. And there are some producers who only produce red. Um, but white is produced, and actually, I think the whites and the row in general are really overlooked, and not just Quandria. But actually, when you look at the whites from all over, you can get white backgrounds, which is getting very rare, but you do get it. Um, I know, you've, he, he forgot sorry. to pour Mandy. You, she made it very clear at the beginning. She stipulated a very big glass. Yeah, I know, sorry. <laughs> and you didn't... She, I'm, I'm, also, I'm, I'm with her. She's on my style of drinking, which is she had a heavy weekend, therefore she needs a big tasting glass. <laughs> exactly, and you poured yourself and ignored our... I topped up, and I, I was terrible. I was a bad host. I apologise. Um, I'm, oh. I'm a bad... I'm a, <laughs> I know, I know. I feel... You would think... I feel, I feel Listen, this is terrible. Back to the wine. So talk about what, what who, the producer, what So, we yeah, what you don't know is like there was actually 13 committee grape varieties in Chateau de Pape. I won't go through them all, but actually quite a huge percentage of them are white. There was actually only two producers, as far as I know, in Chateau de Pape who use all 13 in their standard Chateau de Pape production. And that is um, Chateau de Pape, uh, that is uh, uh, Beaucastel which mm, is one of my favourite producers. They're amazing. One of my favourite producers probably in the... It's probably my top five in the world. I like that they're red for me. Yeah, I'd much prefer that one. Mm. You have to the red old. Like, 98 at the moment, it's drinking superb. Um, but, again, they're one of those producers where they, to me, can't really do anything wrong. And I think mm. their wines from that chateau are just phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And, again, Chateau and Earth, actually, again, are another one astounding. They, interestingly, with their reds, their top red is actually coming from old... Almost, like, bush vine um, planting, so it isn't all 13 varieties, but it's a field blend. Okay. So their top one's actually from a very, very super old field blend, uh, mm-hmm. which is really interesting but quite rare, and I've got to go and do a dinner with them before, really, really interesting. Um, but again, they're a great producer. Um, I actually got this bottle from, I did forgot to pick a bottle from our own shop because I'm a terrible human being and bad at plugging myself. Um, so I actually picked this one up from um, St. Swithin's, which is here in Bank, near where we are, mm-hmm. um, which is a really good wine shop that you can drink in. Um, I do oh, recommend it. Nice. Yeah, it's, it's actually, I didn't know about it until early last year, so I, to, you know, I never even heard of it. It's actually... I mean, they don't have any anything what you call like wallet friendly in there. You know what I mean? But if you're <laughs> if you're someone if you're someone who likes to drink good wine, the wine in there isn't overpriced. In fact, you can drink it pretty much retailish price. Oh, so it's um, good. So it's, yeah, better for drinking in than buying. I would. Yeah, I mean, I bought this is forty nine pound a bottle. Um, oh, thank you. I think you can <laughs> get it. I think you can get it for less. But again, if I was going to drink in somewhere, and if they were even pushing to me, like, oh, you know, you can drink in, I'm like, oh, no, I can, thank you, but I need to. But I was more worried about quality and picking up a good bowl, and they're all chilled, which is really important from somewhere like that that sells them. There is a few good places I really love, but even those places, you can't guarantee the bottle you want will be, be chilled. Enough. Yeah. Picking up white. No, this is fantastic. Um, so, um, yeah, but I do I do really recommend check out White Rhones in general, um, but especially Chateau de Pap, you can even look around some of the other regions White Baccarat, uh, White uh, Ventoux. Um, Astrolab, um, another one to check out. Sorry, not Astrolab, but um, Chemblou, who are really super high up in the uh, Vontu Mountains, the highest um, vineyard in all of Rome, I think. Uh, they do a great white as well. Um, so there's some great stuff to check around. I think Rhone is really still underrepresented and underestimated for the quality that's there. Mm-hmm. I think you pick up some bargains. I mean, if you love white burgundy like I'm obsessed with, this is so comparable to that in quality style. It's not the same. But in the levels of complexity, more, it, elegance, yeah. and minerality, it's got the richness as well, and the I think you, you trade off a little bit of the richness in the great vintages, but what you do get instead is more minerality. Um, but I also think you get more guarantee over vintages. I think actually white white Rhone is far more consistent than white Burgundy. Mm-hmm. Um, weather, yeah, but I think it's just it's more consistency. Um, and I think you can also again you can pick up a bit. Of, it's not again it's not cheap for a good thing, but it's cheaper than Burgundy. So you know. It's I love white Rhone. I prefer it to red Rhone. Um, I, 
I lean on that, yeah. Um, I think the, when you pick up a white roan, they're guaranteed generally to be better mm. because there's so few people doing it. When they do do it, it's better, if that makes sense. Yeah. While there's a lot of cheap naff red roan out there, unfortunately, like everywhere. <laughs> but like Bordeaux, you know, some of the best red wine in the world, but some really cheap naff crap as well, Definitely. so it's just really lovely. What are the great varieties they're using in this? I know, obviously, they're going to have. I would love to, you know, I can remember what's going to be. It, it will be a mix. It'll be Grenache Blanc, it will be. Uh, oh, God, I'm going completely blind. Claret. Roussin, Marsan, Claret. Um, I think the Roussin, Marsan, and Grenache Blanc are the main bulk. Mm-hmm. There's probably a bit of Viognier in there as well, creeping in. I think Viognier, no, I don't think Viognier is allowed in Chateau for that. I could be wrong on that one. I don't quote me on that. No, it's not, it's, it's not, not, it's not in the 13. Uh, before I even check, it's not. And also, um, even if you weren't sure, this doesn't even have any kind of orange or peach in it. It's, a very, it's a very savoury, yeah. almost like um, cereally hay. There's a little, you know, it's quite floral at the same time. No, no, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's not. It's, I'm being mad, it's not Viognier, it's in the 13. I'm just trying to think of the 13. Grenache, Blanc, Grenache, Noir, Grenache. That's not that good enough. But yeah, it's written. Mandy is bored. She just wants to drink. <laughs> no, but it's fantastic. It's really nice, and I, I think it would go great with a Greg sausage roll. It would. But you don't know because you haven't had one in your experience. Get one. Take okay. that bottle. Take that. I'll go and get one now. Um, so whilst we're drinking this, actually, um, tell us, Mandy. We didn't even. We yeah, about yourself. Finally, yeah. Uh, besides, besides ago. your savoury kingdom tell us about what else you do so yes yeah, so yeah. you are yet again another escapee sommelier escape yeah aren't you ex-sommelier yeah. ex-sommelier becoming a thing everyone it's everyone's doing it trend 2018 um, <laughs> i get i get a weekly message do you know a sommelier <laughs> i literally it's getting insane i'm, I'm cleaning some own recruitment company so tell us um you were sommelier before yes. you've you worked in quite a few restaurants in london right yeah, a few actually. I started in. I want to go through my whole history. No, just pick out the, the, pick out the exciting stuff or anything that makes you look fabulous. Well, this isn't being filmed. Great, right, darling, I'm not being filmed, so how can you see how fabulous I am? I'm wearing this shirt and chickens. No, 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 you're wearing, I'm loving this wonderful black sparkly uh, ensemble <laughs> with uh, some beautiful... We are all ball gowned up today, by the way. <laughs> Absolutely. All of us. You said that Even part. yourself, yeah. Jonathan, in your six-inch heels, which you're walking in beautifully. I, I, I pull it off. You Lovely really do, and that, that, you know, you've grown out your hair quite a bit as well. Yeah. The, little, the little long fringe that's uh, you're <laughs> fashioning and you can flicking bear, You can hair. barely see the receding hairline. And that beautiful fluffy scarf that you're wearing as well. <laughs> I'm not, I'm, no, not Johnny Depp. Depp. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we, we get distracted again. Yeah. Back to you. Go for it. Back to me. Um, so, I guess I started wine in Goodman. What was it Goodman that yeah. you started? Oh my god, like very me. incestuous. I didn't even know that. Every episode comes back to <laughs> Goodman's again. That's my thing. By the way, you're not sponsoring us yet, Goodman's. Sort your shit out. Right? Yeah, I, mean, <laughs> I, I, I haven't spoke to them yet. Yeah, I know. Sure, 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 okay. Okay. So, you were in Goodman's. Which Goodman's were you in? Do you know who was? Okay, that's so that would have been four and a half years ago. Mm. And then I moved from there to open place called Piano Works. I did there. I was like their wine manager. Mm. Is Piano Works where you everyone can ask the band to yeah, like they, sing? They request songs from the band. Yeah. Oh my god, it's so ridiculous! They keep changing titles for wine people. I can't even come up with made up things. They didn't need a wine manager to be fair. No, my title is director of hydration. That's why I'm taking it. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> 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 I like giving a proper rip, like silly made up titles. Who does this? <laughs> I think I'm I still went, waiting for wine. I went to the wine fair. I think I went to the wine fair as supreme commander. I put that I make them up, and they go, "What is your title?" You want, can't you? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. go crazy with it. It's great. At the end of the day, we're in the industry. They, yeah, can't, they can't stop us. So, okay, so you've kind of worked. I've been there for like two months because it was like not my thing. Yeah. But um, but you should all go. <laughs> and then I moved to work at Barbacoa, which was great. So mm-hmm. and that's where we got to know each other a bit more. Barbacoa. So I mean, Scott, <laughs> he has a massive Jamie Oliver hatred. Like, stop. Stop. Version. stop. Yeah. We I can't do care. that again. You had a whole rant. I laughed. Well, I just laughed. I just laughed. Yeah, exactly. And then I didn't accept the rant. That's he okay. just he, also you heard about his jerk yeah, rice thing, didn't you? His what? He's done jerk rice and just been dicked upon by all people going, "There's yeah. no such thing as jerk rice." Oh dear. Yeah. Apparently, it's not got any of the ingredients that jerk, and also there's no such thing as jerk rice. Yeah. Basically, anything. as again, we, we are constantly reminded that Jamie Oliver doesn't actually know anything about food, but <laughs> he will continue to sell you bad food. But thank you, Jamie, for the sugar tax. Thank you for your <laughs> So you should all go to Barbacoa as well. <laughs> the, the one that's still open. The one that's still open. The only one. One you change. Yes. Temples. That's new here. Yes. Anyway, um, <laughs> so I, was, um, I moved up to be head smellier there, opened the Piccadilly one, and then left to work 
And now I opened Fancy Crab, so I wrote the wine as a Fancy Crab. Ah, you did Fancy Crab! crab. Mm. Oh, how funny, I didn't know, okay. Yeah. How interesting. So I only went there for a couple of months as well, because they didn't need a sommelier either, really, so I just wrote the wine list for them, basically. Yeah. So they basically used you and abused you and let you go? Well, they paid me for it, so it's fine. Oh, okay. But then I went to work at Chilton Firehouse, which is like mm-hmm. a senior sommelier, which was intense but amazing. Imagine that. Hotels are, from my experience, are very intense. They are yeah. a different environment. They are, yeah. We've got to come back to that. That could be a bit of a good talk about. And a great one as well, like Chilton. So it ended on a high. So that was oh, good. did it? Mine was not so high. Had but, to wear uh, all turquoise every day. <laughs> wear what? Turquoise. Oh, turquoise. Turquoise, yeah. Oh. Turquoise. Ooh, what's oh, auto turquoise. Ooh, what's an auto There's going to be like some special get up of fashion <laughs> that I didn't know about. Oh, I love my auto So New York. Everyone in New York's wearing auto coins. Auto coins. Auto coins. I think I don't think anyone. Hashtag, hashtag, auto coins along with half rope, which will actually. No. Okay, yeah, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. And then you have jumped ship and you are now doing sales with Alliance. Yeah, like So nice. I'm half and half. You're half in. I'm still doing, I'm still serving general public. Yeah. You couldn't quite give it in. No, I mean, I you work through all the hatred, so like I need those people to come in and just make me remind me how much I hate humanity. If I mm-hmm. just deal with sommeliers, I might start to like people again. No, you wouldn't want that. You, no. might, start, no, you, might, start, you might start being nice, well, why, and then what would we have? Why would I get up in the morning? Oh, he's reaching, he's having more of his £49 bottle of uh, Chateauneuf de Pau. Right, Do right. not blame you. What's I going to hashtag big spender now, is it? <laughs> yeah, hashtag really pleased that you well, left your if wine you are listening, If you are listening, you think £49 is expensive for a bottle of wine, you're cheap. Um, oh, well, I think it is. It's, listen, it's it, so de- don't it depends on who you are, but you do not need to spend forty nine pounds on a. You don't need to. No. But this is a great if you like wine, you will do. No, um, it depends. It depends, and but you obviously to get a very good Chateauneuf de Pape is always going to be in the higher bracket. Yeah, for French wine, you have to pay more anyway. Well, no, that that's untrue. So I do a great uh, Pinot Noir, twelve pound fifty. Oh, here we go, plug. Oh, here we go. Sounds rubbish. Hashtag shameless plug. Twisted seller. Check it out. Um, <laughs> but no, I don't. Again, I don't think you do have to spend loads of wine or things like that. But I think if you're going to turn around and say that I'm really into wine, like any hobby, like anything you're really into, like if you're a football fan and you're a fan of any team, you're going to pay to go see that team play. You're not going to go, oh, I don't want to pay. Or like if you're into UFC, you want to pay for the pay per view to see the big fight. If you don't do that, you're not a real fan and you're not really into it. So if you turn around, like, someone to go, I'm really into fine dining. Oh, which fine dining restaurant could you? Oh, I've been to many, they're too expensive. No, you're then right you're, there. You're, you're, right you're there, justifying your hobby. You, but there are some people that will go crazy and spend all their money on really, really Oh, no, no, and I'm not you should And at the that. same time, um, uh, as with a lot of our wines that we're doing on these podcasts, they are £15, £20, £25. Uh, and that, to me, is the, you know, for people in the wine industry, they're interesting finding those, what, what shall we say, bargains, in comparison to, say, a £49. I think, I think also, pack. like... That is what, what a lot of people are spending. As a wine lover, there's a massive joy when you find a wine that's good value. I mean, mm. actually, and that's what we you, said, you work for Alliance, which have, Alliance have got a load of great wines at a really good price point, actually, I just have to say. Now. So they've got I think that's kind of what they pride themselves on, like, great yeah, wines. Yeah, yeah, and it's not in this case of that meaning it's being cheap, but it's meaning for that price point. I mean, yeah, yeah. I, an example would be, like, I do Giles Cook's, um, and that's a ironic point when people talk about things are expensive, so I do Giles Cook's... Um, this is Giles Cook. I was just asking for mm-hmm. oh, the, one that, the one you bought. Oh, I, I saw him. that you did one the other day. She's electric. No, yeah, I, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I probably mm-hmm. spoke to him about this when I did a dinner, with, uh, lunch with him a while ago. Maybe. So that's why, I, when I saw the labelling, I recognised it. Okay, we'll go back to later. Well, this is a wine that we're going to drink last, so obviously no well, one can see what we're later. pointing but, um, at. Right yeah, we're, pointing pointing <laughs> we're pointing <laughs> specifically to a wine. Why can't you people listen to this recording and see my points and audio? Can't you hear my point? But it's like some people try and go, oh no, I've had people say his wines are expensive, like here, the She's Electric, things like that. I'm like, well, no, when you compare them to what the quality is and what they taste like, I think they're really great value. Yeah. Um, and I think that's, it's also, I think also becoming a wine connoisseur, we talk about it, it's not about drinking Latour every day. Because I met people drinking Latour every day, oh, and they don't. Do you <laughs> drink Chateau Latour every day? No, there are people. There are. People. You may have had it yesterday, which actually is very well done, very good, well timed for this podcast. Um, Chateau Latour, if you're looking for sponsorship, we're happy to take <laughs> Um, not Louis Latour though, you can bugger off. Um, <laughs> but I think there is a thing of the idea of being a, I think a wine snob is someone who only well, worries about brand, name, and price. Mm-hmm. I think a wine connoisseur, someone who understands wine, is understanding when wine is worth its value. Now, whether that wine is valued at £500 and it's good value for £500, or whether that wine is good value for £5, that's being a real wine connoisseur. It's understanding that, that for the, for when it comes in that price point, it's worth that money. And like I've had a lot of arguments with people who have done wine tastings and events. They go, oh, this is a great bottle of wine. I go, yeah, it's a great bottle of wine, but not for £100. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And I think that's so important. I think you have to get that price quality. Same as you would judge a restaurant. There's restaurants I've been to going, this restaurant is fantastic, but it's overpriced. I've been to other restaurants going, this restaurant isn't the most mind-blowing restaurant, but for what I've just paid for what I've got, this restaurant is fantastic. And I think there is a lot of that comparison. And again, I think once branding becomes involved, and things like products and companies I don't know, like say LVMH, um, immediately I tend to find that they are too expensive for their quality. It's more about brand and recognition, yeah, and much less about quality of product. Yeah. I'd say a connoisseur would always pick out something that is quality of product and not worry I about brand. No, I, I, I've probably been, I've been quite by branding before. He gets very serious. He's very serious when sorry. we start talking about this. Do, sorry, in our <laughs> educational podcast, I get too serious. <laughs> so, are you liking being on the dark side? Are you liking going to restaurants and bringing the nice wine portfolios? Yeah, trying to sell wine. Yeah, people, please buy wine from me. Are people buying wine from you? Not yet. I'm new. <laughs> you be. haven't you haven't had to take it to dark measures yet. Not yet, but I'm. Yeah, I'm glad I'm planning. I, I, had so, <laughs> I had so many jokes there, but I wouldn't resist. Like, Listen, you've got to do what well, you've like, got to suck, do to survive, right? We'll, we'll, yeah. we'll suck dick for wine sales. I mean, like. I mean, you I, didn't have to word it like that. No, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm no, just, Jonathan, Jonathan, no, no, yeah. Jonathan in Twisted Cellar oh, is outside saying, I can't. we'll suck in. No, 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 As we previously discussed, we go back to it now, I can't suck dick, half, hashtag half rope. Secondly, <laughs> as we discussed before. In the last episode. I got called out for not putting hashtag half rope, but hashtag deep throat. I do apologise. and got it wrong. And my abilities. As we discussed, I can't even half rope. Um, moving, secondly, moving on. secondly, I can't steal Tom Grundy's idea. That would be rude. Um, What's Tom Grundy's idea? Tom Grundy, we'll, by the way. We'll, we'll suck, we'll suck dick for wine sales. Just oh, did know. he say that in he, episode one? No, but I'm saying it now. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, Tom Grundy, wine slut of the industry. He is wine slut of the industry. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, can we get that to stick? Guys, oh. if you can, because he's not on social media, so he won't know. Just <laughs> everyone. <laughs> I'm making regret it. So I can't even tag him in this. So everyone just... Please quite, just... Co- Keep going, Tom if Grundy. You just pass it around. Hashtag, hashtag Tom Grundy wine slut in the industry would be great because I can. Oh, he just is. Just is. He just, just is. is. You know, he doesn't need an explanation. If you meet Tom Grundy, you'll know. He does. Well, then, as his, his only bit of social media is he does have a Facebook profile, which is um, Gina Mega Assets, <laughs> where he made a fake prostitute Facebook profile to so then just troll his friends. So he can spy on everyone else, but actually receive like Bertie and. But make it really jokey. So that's how he get, keeps up with his friends while also being a bit of a troll. So, um, oh, so technically, he is a wine slut. That wonderful gentleman is actually getting married. What? He didn't tell me this. I spoke to him on the phone earlier today. I know. He really? Uh, he doesn't pass. Well, maybe I shouldn't. Well, congratulations to him. Yeah, I said I'm a good person now. <laughs> I'll, say, uh-huh. I'll tell him a message later. Right. Okay. In a week half, we're calling out where to get engaged. I imagine, so it's, I imagine it's not really a secret considering love is a well, wonderful thing. One second, because I, I like him at Lighty I'm just sending a message now saying. Why don't you try and call him? Why don't you, like we did in the last episode, Shit, why don't do you that. call him and see if he answers? Um, I think that would be quite amusing. In the meantime, whilst you're trying to find. Yeah, no, you, you guys um, Tell me, tell me, tell me. So you've been in Alliance. Uh, what are you doing primarily? Just literally working with a new business? Yeah, trying to just go around the whole of London. The whole of London? No, really, actually, no. Soho and like the northwest. Okay. Because like where I live, Soho, it's nice. Mm-hmm. Um, just going into places and just being a nuisance, really. It's it's embarrassing. Oh, okay. Is, is Wait, we have a ring. He has a very majestic picture of him on top of a giant tiger as well as his. Um, I might have to put that on Instagram. What are you answer? Is he gonna? Tom, Tom. Oh, yeah. Okay, we, we spoke earlier. I'm a bit annoyed. Um, are you engaged? Sorry, Tom. <laughs> yeah, sorry, I forgot to tell you. <laughs> okay, so for all our listeners, Tom Grundy is now engaged. Ladies, unfortunately, he's off the market. Tom, you're Men, on, you're on a podcast right now again. Oh, awesome. <laughs> Episode 7, and I kind of let it slip, but at least you're not pregnant or anything. Wait, are you pregnant? Yeah. You're not pregnant, are you? Uh, I am actually, yeah. Oh, okay. well, now everyone knows. It is Becca's, right? <laughs> no, she's not pregnant. <laughs> no, I meant you. Um, you were, no, we're talking specifically about you. you. <laughs> You're not going to be able to drink anymore, Tom. That's true. That's a good point. Which yeah. is a shame because drinking stops you from getting dementia. As we've talked about. That is a shame. It is a shame. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm going to miss it. I'm going to stretch your pants, though. <laughs> Um, oh, I don't know how to 
respond to that. Sometimes you're looking forward to stretchy pants and dementia. But that is, well, um... anyway, we just, um, I, I let it slip on, on the podcast, and so Jonathan was rather upset. So uh, you have now been involved in episode seven. Look at you, you little cheeky wine slut of the industry. <laughs> All right, I've got to go. Somebody's at the door. Okay, oh, you go. Convenient. That's it. Good, good, good excuse. Cheers. Okay, bye. Bye. <laughs> So, um, if you can like text, I'll go, what the fuck have you done? I'm going to love that to be great. Oh, I know, I don't know if I'm going to be in a lot of trouble. Anyway, let's just drink more wine. Now, um, what we said to Mandy was to bring, uh, to choose the theme, and you chose blends, didn't you, for this episode? Yeah. Why don't we talk about that? Is that boring? I don't know. No, 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 no. no. Blend, there's... Well, you half picked them. Yeah, half picked She gave us a selection. She gave us a. a what, a hit list? That's not hit the right word. Top, top three. Uh, anyway, top three, and we chose blends, didn't short we? Short list. A short, that's the word? Yeah. <laughs> I, don't know, I sh- probably shouldn't be talking. I like to state now for the Me Too campaign, she was not being indecisive as a woman. We would never imply that in any way that we'd be assuming that. <laughs> I don't even know where this is hashtag, going. Hashtag Me Too. No, I'm just being careful. Me you know, Too. I don't even know what that is. I'm going to have to look up. You don't know what Me Too is? Me Too. Oh, oh wait, and the Facebook thing, like it happened. Okay, yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hashtag me too. I got touched. I know. Wait, wait, was that in a statement or was that a... Of course I got touched. I'm a woman. Hashtag me too. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's not only women who get touched. Right? Tell me oh, okay. Well, I'm sure you I get I mean, no, no, no one touches me, but I mean, I wish they would. Um, You're like, hashtag wish it was me too. Kevin Spacey, where are you? <laughs> like, he's, he's got to that point, you know, he, he avoided me. Um, so moving on from Kevin Spacey, um, we talked <laughs> swiftly on Spacey. <laughs> So we've decided blends as a, as a, as a threesome uh, that we are. We're we not slipping Kevin Spacey though. No, I could no. say slipping Kevin Spacey. No, 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 no. Um, and so you brought the Chateauneuf de Pat. Chateauneuf de Pat, whether it's red, or white, is always a blend. So that one's a, a nice classic. A classic. I'll go all in classic. I decided to really mix things up, and I think I'm going to start pouring uh, of this. Um, you put your glass. I have gone for a... No, 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 we can... Uh, oh. That's for red, right? Yeah. yeah. I've had an unnecessary sober two weeks, so please refill the glass as much. Okay. Thank you. So we have got a Macedonian white blend uh, by Tikvish. Tickfish, I did try and look it up, so I'm hoping that hopefully I'm pronouncing it properly. They were so close to ticklefish, and I've been a much better man. Oh, ticklefish. That, would ticklefish have been, that might sell quite nicely. Unfortunately, not ticklefish. Tickfish. Uh, from the region, um, these two hashtag ticklefish. <laughs> <laughs> You're really trying to make these work. No, none of it will work. None of the hashtags will Are work. Are you big on Instagram? Is that why? No, I'm, I'm not. I wish I was. I'm not big on anything, to be honest. <laughs> you tried. He's not big on anything. That's personally, physically, and emotionally. I would say sorry to disappoint, but most women already know that. So oh, it's just, uh, good one. Uh, the world's smallest violin. So this... At least it's the violin. <laughs> <laughs> Rather than something yeah, else. Yeah, exactly. Could be worse. Are we talking about your genitals again? You have to stop no, you said that. genitals, not me. So, yeah. I did say genitals, yeah, yeah, yeah. but that's a, that's a polite way to put it. So this is from the Republic of Macedonia, not Macedonia in Greece, in case anybody is um, confused. It's quite exciting. I know nothing about Macedonia. Fantastic. Glad you brought this wine. <laughs> For your, for your now lack of education, Macedonian, what we have, we have again in Yeah, exactly. For lack of education, this is a blend oh of. Oh my God! Title of your autobiography. Okay. For lack of education, that would be the perfect would that be title. Good for yeah. me. Yeah, it would be. Nice. Are you like attacking me? No, <laughs> not more than normal. Okay, good. I'm used to it. So this is a blend of Belan, which is basically Grenache Blanc, which ironically is one of the main grapes in uh, Chateauneuf de Pet. So Flanders. And Chardonnay. Um, so both of these grapes, you know, have, have a richness. Uh, Grenache Blanc is known for not having too much acidity. Thankfully, Chardonnay is. Um, but they both, obviously, I think, combine together. Let's have a try. It's nice. probably going to be quite a savoury and soft. Actually, kind of probably similar yeah, to no, uh, the Chateauneuf de Pape, ironically. It could be the same one. Actually, I'd expect some more acidity because of cooler climate. Um, surprisingly warm. Mm, do you know this is a fantastic... Do you know... So basically... I, I tried to look on the internet. There is not a lot of information on this specific wine. What I will say about the producer... Did you not phone Macedonia? Well, I found Macedonia. That one was... Did you not phone them, like, as a country? Like, can you please tell me more about this one wine? Can I what? Did you not phone them as a country? Like, can you please Macedonia? I think there's more than a few people in is there Macedonia. Than, oh, okay. I imagine I would struggle a little bit, to be honest. Uh, they make about 22,000 hectares of wine, so they're making... They make 22,000 hectares? Or they have 22,000 hectares planted and they make wine from it? 
I'm going to let you decide what I mean. I'm going to let you decide. Anyway, pedantic. <laughs> hashtag anal. Take as you want. to <laughs> not hashtag anal. I know where we're going with this. It is. You're being incredibly, whole... I'm searching it. Yeah, okay, yeah, <laughs> being like incredibly that. anal. There are 22,000 I feel like the man's face at that moment, I'm like, oh my God, I'm hashtagging anal. Can I, can I search that? I want to know the ones. Okay. I, I have a feeling if you hashtag anal on Twitter, it's going to be a whole new... I don't have Twitter, I have Insta. Yeah, it's the same thing. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> this, the, this producer, considering they have 22,000 hectares planted... <laughs> In Macedonia, uh, 60% of all exports, or actually I don't know if it's exports or even production in the country, but certainly export, is from this producer, uh, Tickfish. So these are one of the main guys. Also, very excitingly, <laughs> she's, uh, okay, Mandy is giggling. <laughs> she's very giggling, she's like anal. Checking out anal. Because the top thing that came up was anal beads. And it's <laughs> <laughs> 38,000. You haven't pressed buy now, have you? Anal sex? No, I can't, I can't click on that. You can. Instagram. you can, you can just click it. You know what, hopefully... Just take your finger and do it, do it. Okay, do take it. your finger and do it. There's not much sticking on here. You know what, there's if there's you click on the right anal site, you'll find just some guy in a proper oh, tie, iron shirt, looking really, really specific there's, there's, and very pedantic. Okay, just to visualise here, there is just a picture of a woman looking distressed. What the hell is that? Looking distressed, she needs help. And just Pornhub as well, which also, sponsorship Pornhub, we're open to. Thankfully there's hardly um, any signal down here, so it's not really loading. <laughs> Okay, because I don't know if our listeners are uh, prepared for the noises that might come out of those videos. So let's stop. I'm just going to come off that. <laughs> Wait. Wow, good choice of words. Good choice of words. <laughs> Hashtag it's not really loading. It's not really loading. Okay. I'm just going to come off that. I'm going to take those two bits away from oh, today. Oh, dearie me. It's, it's been a really... Monday's a great one. It's not like Mondays. It's gone so well so far. Monday vibes. Can you continue, please? Moving. Okay, so we'd like to, so that we don't go down that slippery slope. Um, really easy to just just <laughs> the slippery mud slope, kids. The slippery mud slope. The slippery mud slope. No, for any children who are listening, do ask your parents about anal. Like it's an important thing you should ask them about and be aware of. Ask them. Are you are you being anal? Right are you now? are you mum dad? Are you anally active? Just, just go for Any it. Act- because oh, by the way we have a lot of child um, I, I really hope we don't at this point children. I have put an 18 thing on our like I have put that on there so at least we've, we've done some part of our responsibility um, so tick to the boxes cover all the holes you know that's tick to oh. the boxes cover all the holes we have to stop we have to stop this is getting too exciting that's um, what she said <laughs> so this this winery tickfish um, they actually work with their main anologist, like consultant anologist, is uh, a guy called Philippe Cambier. I don't know, have, have you, Jonathan, heard of Philippe Cambier? Mandy? I'm going to be honest, no. I'm, I'm really bad with anologists. I, I wish I was one of those people because you, know, you, you sit with people like, oh, and this is the person who does this, this, and this. I'm you like, I, I always remember there's that one guy who does like most of Bordeaux, which is, I find really strange in the entirety of the fact that one, and I call it. Okay, so this guy does, funny enough, and actually will be interesting, and you can look it up later, most of the Rhone Valley. Okay, so it's one of these. I okay. I have actually. This is my like shout to Wine Street. I have a real issue with this. I think it's really strange when you've got a region like Bordeaux or the Rhone, where you have one guy who's doing so much of it. Yeah. A because I don't truly believe he can be spending enough time at any of those vineyards to. <clears throat> and then also that's why he puts a stamp on it. Well, that's wrong. You should be trying to go for your own stamp. Um, I think that's also why you see the rise of like natural wine and biodynamic wine because you tend to have one guy who's obsessed with this one piece of terroir and making it fantastic. And probably why Burgundy stands out a bit more from other regions sometimes. Yeah, but you have what you have your um, consultant knowledge in Burgundy. No, no, I think you, I think you have consultant, but I think that in Bordeaux, like I, I, God, his name will come back to me in a minute. There is one guy. I remember what's going around with my Bordeaux trip. Oh, and like Michelle Ron. Yeah, Michelle Ron. Okay. Um, and everyone's like, oh, and Michelle Ron consults for us. I'm like, why are you proud of that? You're using the same guy who's at every site. Like, the problem is with Michelle like, Roland is he's actually the number one. No, 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 no. no. Is, so every, is no, he no, he's, no, I, Do you think he's the best? Uh, no, 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 no. I'm not no, saying he's the exactly. best. I'm saying he's the most well known. And so by being most well known, everyone wants him and it really does help. It's like anything. It's a brand. It becomes a brand. But that, that's, that's for, for us in the wine industry, we want unique wines. We want interesting wines. But, but I, get really dis- I get really disappointed when I see that. Like as a wine, as a mm-hmm. wine person, I really just want to go. Oh, and you go four or five vineyards. Like, oh, you should show along. You should show like, oh, awesome. isn't it? It's like it's like I don't want to taste seven of his wines. I want to taste his one wine he yeah. focuses on, and then mm. I want to taste your wines. But mm. you're making with a different wine maker who's learned a different way. I mean, I mean, for both all of us here, from what we do, we get something. You need someone who's truly passionate about their earth. Like, um, Pierre Frick is one I always go back to. He's one of those people, like, from very early in my career, really inspired me. Because when you speak to Pierre Frick, 
that man is obsessed with his terroir. He's a man who's literally talked to you about. He'll spend twenty. He'll spend like two hours talking to you about dirt. And um, I may, I, I may not like him as much as you do. <laughs> but you yeah, like, like, can we just, can just bring me? Yeah. Yeah. You normally like from dirty, so I find it ironic. Oh, that's um, funny. That's hey. I, like, I like the connection again. Good. But my point is that you can tell when you meet him, he has that true passion. Mm. If you're telling me we share, where is he? Sorry, you're not. Uh, Pierre Frick, who's in Alsace. In Alsace. Biodynamic. Okay. He's quite crazy. You got to okay. meet him. He's be. He normally is at the Real Wine Fair every year. Great mm-hmm. person okay. to talk to. So we can go and talk to him next. Next time. Um, if you ever can, Real Wine Fair, you can go to every year. It's open to the public. If you're not uh, in the wine trade, I do really recommend it. But also, if you want people to go speak, there's many people meeting wine. Um, Eric Rodez would be number one. If you speak to these I people, they are just inspiring to listen to because they love not just what they produce, but the earth, the land, everything. When you speak to these people, it's all about being natural by them. I met people who don't work that way, but still have the same passion. But these people really care, and, it shows, and it shows personality in their product and what they bring in their product. The minute you start going, Oh, well, we bring Michelle Roulon. Well, of course, you're a corporation with a consultant and this. And like one of the reasons when I did my border trip, and a, a producer I always loved, and it really shone through, was Louisville Barton. They don't use Michelle Roulon. They do it their family way. Oh, and they're a well. very separate style mm-hmm. of winemaking. And I think they're one of the best value Bordeaux producers. And also they are very characteristic and different and vibrant. And you have that family feel, which is they have that kind of attitude of, well, okay, other people are doing it a different way, but we'll carry on doing it our way. And that almost is what sets them apart. Like they're using massive giant old oak uh, barrels, mm. and ironically now people are trying to buy them off them because they've come back in fashion when everyone got rid of them. And they're like, haha, we won't sell them to anyone. It, but they have that kind of slight arrogant attitude to them in the right way, with that confidence of, yeah. we know what we're doing is right, we don't care what other people think. And same you meet some chefs, you can meet chefs, you know, you get people who go and consult on 20, 30 restaurants. They don't really give a shit about any of those restaurants because you can't possibly have your influence on them. Yeah. And then you get one chef, I mean, like Claude Bussy or um, oh, what's his name, Hidone, who they just do one restaurant they focus on. And God, those chefs are just so much better. And the food there is just another level. I mean, it's the same point. We've got someone who's focused and obsessed with it. They make a better Well, product. you're right. Whether you like it or not, anyway, this guy, uh, Robert, in The Wine Advocate by Robert Parker in, two, in, two, in 2010, he was, he'd put him as the number one, just to give you an idea. Oh, of Robert Parker, where, the Jamie Oliver of wine. <laughs> of where, regardless, to give you an actually, idea of where this guy sits. Actually, guys, I'll take that back. That's unfair on Jamie Oliver. Robert Parker's even worse. <laughs> oh, you don't like making friends, do you? He hates everybody. No, I don't. Um, I just hate, I hate. I hate hacks more, but um, <laughs> you hate who? Hacks. Robert Parker's a hack. Oh, okay. okay. And I, I call out the wine industry. Well, this up. guy, this guy as so, well does a really nice little project actually. I w- that's not worth mentioning called uh, Tenets. Okay. Um, and it's with Chateau Saint Michel. Right. In Washington. Yeah. And basically, well, no, they, they, they work, and they work together, and it's obviously Rome variety. So Grenache um, and Syrah are the main uh, variety they do. They produce some wines. Um, obviously in Washington, he helps them, and then with a little bit of their help, uh, they even do a project again in um, Costier de Nîmes but as well, see, back we, in what France. You're so there's a what you're describing this, there, that, yeah. that's different. I mean, that, that sort of thing is very That's what he's most, that's what I think that, is that, well, which well is known for. more interesting. That is both cross-communication and Something learning, which I think well, a lot of the best winemakers mm-hmm. I've met in my life have been winemakers who've gone and learned in different regions and styles mm-hmm. and brought that mm-hmm. back to their home area, mm-hmm. and then they've thought a bit differently, it gives them yeah. more character. And like you see a guy who's French but gone and trained in California, he brings a bit of the California work back with him and it gives him a different look. I think projects where wineries work together yeah. and do things like that are actually really exciting and interesting. Um, and I'd also like, I know some masters of wine who, again, blend lots of wines or they work on many projects, but they'll say, oh no, I go in there and I blend the wine or I go there and I make the wine a certain way. But the vigneron is still the guy who grows the wine and does this. Yeah. Where I always get a bit of an issue is when you've got one guy working on so many projects, you just, like, like the restaurateur, like, like a, when you've got like, this chef is the chef at all these restaurants, but he can't physically be there. Yeah, I know what you mean, it's like watered down, isn't it? And it yeah, it's, it's how many projects can you work on until you're no longer, and then it's fine if you go, oh, I'm now overseeing it, and this is the winemaker, that's fine, admit you're this, yeah. but don't try and say, oh, this is my thing, because yeah. it's just a lie. The executive producer, I think it's called. Yeah, and it's like being in a movie, <laughs> yeah, you're executive producer, you're this, or you're the person behind it, that's great, you're like, oh, you know Spielberg's behind it, it's got some potential. Mm-hmm. Not Spielberg is directing. Yeah. But when you're trying to pretend you're the director of all of this, there's a bit like, ah, oh, come on. Well, question. Regardless of, uh, agree with what you're saying, how much would you pay for this bottle? Considering we just had a really good Chateauneuf de Pape at £49, let's, let's actually compare. How really much like would you then, thing. how much would you <coughs> expect to pay? Let's ignore the fact that it's from Macedonia. No, 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 I'm, I'm going to discount that. Um, exactly. Imagine you just a blind tasting. I will say it's like, the quality of wine is really good. I think it's very really really soft, actually. supple. In like me being food critical, it's not a wine I'd age. 
I think it's a wine that's actually ready to drink now, which is also your bonus as well. Do you know what vintage it is? Yeah, I was going to say what vintage is it? 2012. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, okay, then. Okay, it has so to take it back. Okay, no, yeah. my apologies. No, I love... No, no, but no, no because you expected it probably to be... Yeah, Younger. because it has the same freshness as the Chateau Neuf de Bac 2016, so that's so... I love I'd screw on that, but okay. Okay. I've been... I've been... I've been... I've been... I've been looking at... I've been looking at... I've been looking at... Mandy agrees with me. So you're wrong. I love it when like, people gang up on you. It just makes me so mad. Yeah, but it, it just it just fuels me, so it's fine. It does fuel the me. more the more hate the better. The Guys, by the way, my weakness is love, so like if you want to kill me, there we go. The more hatred bring it. Um, so, so yeah, carry on. No, no, I think Okay, where I agree with you and disagree with you, I think this is softer than Shatter Neptap. Yeah. And I mean, again it's showing the age. I actually thought it was riper, but I'm actually wrong with the age. Which shows it's actually but do you think this quality. is riper? This is definitely riper. This is no, I think it's riper. Or, um, but I also now, now, now knowing the age, which I didn't know before, I think that's actually also due to the age and how it's, it's evolved. Like which also could, yeah. the Chardonnay and Spanish Blanc, so I think that's also because of those two great varieties. Mm-hmm. So, um, some varieties, if people don't know, are more susceptible to aging and others are not so good with it. So that's a different thing entirely. Um, and I think these two are two great varieties that do age well. And I think that shows, which is why it feels riper now, but it probably is my fault and my fault with tasting. Um, I think the Chateau Neuf de Pap, though, a, if you let it settle, it will probably go into hibernation for a little bit of time, or it will settle down for a while, and then come out a different kind of wine later on. Sure. Um, I don't think this will do that. That's not a negative. I think actually the fact that it's 2012 mm. and drinking so well, A, it's a massive positive for Macedonia, so you can do age, aging wine. That's what, and I thought this is why I had so to I'm, bring I'm very this impressed. Well, okay, price. Come on, let's just um, play the price. If I was comp- Pretending I wasn't trying this wine, didn't know where it was from. I would say around the thirty mark. Mm, yeah. Um, well. Knowing where it's from, I would say twenty-four. Um, this w- this was nineteen pounds when I bought it. Unfortunately, now I've looked online in the UK and it you seems can't do it. no. Excel Wines is doing the red, um, and I highly recommend even trying the red um, because it just got ninety-seven points with Decanter World Wine Awards and a platinum. Mm-hmm. And now, oh, stop it! Stop pulling things. There has, you know, you can hate things all you want. No, no, I just. I, no, no, you tell me. Wine industry people doing do you, wine testing. Do you honestly. Okay, be honest with me yeah. now. Okay, do you understand? I know when you, you hear When you hear a wine gets a high score, do you honestly give a flying fuck? Yeah. It sells. Yes, then. it sells. Where? Everywhere. It went, went to, to, to sommeliers. Okay, okay, I'll yes. Please, sommeliers, get in touch with me. When you hear a score of a wine, do you give a flying... I really want actual feedback on this. No, 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 what sommelier out there gives a flying no, no. monkeys about a Robert Parker score? Not, necess- not one of us gives a shit. Because A, we're all egotistical, so we all believe we know better. Or rant, rant corner stuff. No, 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 fuck this, fuck this. And fuck this. over to Jonathan. Bullshit. Bullshit. I'm bullshit this. Oh, wow. Right. Um, Lovely, actually. A, because it's a can... A, none of these processes... <laughs> None of these processes are very fucking, um, are very translucent, um, transparent. So you can't actually see exactly how the judging everything is done. Secondly, I don't give a monkey what one guy in America <laughs> says or one guy anyway. Even if it's Jackson this Robinson, wasn't one guy. This was Decanter World Wine. Who gives a shit? It's it's still a thing that people pay to put the wines, and you can't. You're not tasting every wine, everything. You can't judge anything on that, and you're judging on a basis of kind of peers and how they're led. And also, that like, you go to all of them, they have rules, regulations, how much judge. I'm, I'm going sorry. to stop you for one second. First of all, what you are assuming, um, and this is why Mandy agrees with me, me and Mandy are, are regularly selling to the, to the restaurants and to the shops. Who's thinking stop, it's better because stop, 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 You are training to take a very, very high up sommelier exam to the point where your knowledge is superior to the majority of others. Interestingly enough, there are it's more not. sommeliers in the industry and more wine buy not wine buyers, but wine shop buyers that actually don't know anything about wine. People that have been given a position that perhaps they I don't know. I was making enemies. <laughs> no, 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 no. The point is, people can uh, are maybe very adaptable, but are actually very reliant on what, say, their their account manager, their sales rep, the person that's bringing them the wine. And also, they might feel with their customers, depending on what type of restaurant it is, that when you're having a slightly more expensive wine or a more unusual wine, the more credentials it has, the better. And so actually, no matter where it comes from, no matter who it comes from, personally, Robert Parker points for me, you know, you just think, oh, so bored of. However, with my wines at Ventiscaro, I always remember the Parker points because I can sell a wine better with Parker points. Okay, can I, can I make a short statement to anyone listening to this? Yeah. If you are the sort of wine buyer, wine person <laughs> trade, or anyone who buys wine and you give a shit about a score on a wine and not your own taste buds, change your fucking s- career. I nearly, I nearly Literally, it. please I leave now. I nearly it. <laughs> oh, Jonathan. I mean, please, 
no, please, change your career because you don't have an opinion. You're listening to other one person or two, even Janice Robinson. I love her, she's a great writer, but give a fuck about her opinion on one wine. I'm sorry, one person isn't a fucking great opinion. And even the Decanter Wine Awards, all these, it's a magazine made to sell wine. They have people paid to put their wines in. None of this can actually be believed because you don't have a full spectrum. It's not a mathematical sample. There is no reason to believe or trust it. And it's if still you, blind tasted by wine But who, okay, and then who checks those wines? If you were the people in the wine industry. No, staff who work for Decanter. So you don't know the wine you've tasted, the wine you've scored, actually is the wine that gets put out. You can't prove that. So oh, then no. if you know you're getting really conspiracy, you're I'm like, saying that, this is all very... Also, also, does, does every know. champagne get put into the counter every year? No, it does not. No, exactly. So you don't have a full spectrum, so can but it be the you best? you can only mark... No, this doesn't say it's the You can only mark the, the portion put in. This says that the quality of this... Exactly, which means nothing. Oh, he's so cute. It's fine. And my point uh, is, you should have your own opinion. You should put your own personality on the list. What would you score this out of 100? I wouldn't score it. I don't do scores. I, <laughs> I don't do them. That's bullshit. I reckon you give it about nine. Also, I'd like to mention if you look up as well. I think I'd give it an exact. I'd give it a platinum. Also, in fact, so I'd give it also, seven. actually yeah. talking point Cheers, of news. Platinum <laughs> bitches. Uh, Ooh, hashtag bitches against Jonathan. Also, if you actually look up, if you actually look up, there's been there has been several Hi, articles. Baby. There's been several articles proving that scores in general have gone up. And they're pretty much getting anything under 90 now means nothing. And the many top wines. Well, thank God he got 97. It's seven away from not. <laughs> that's, not that's not high enough. That's not high enough. Now you have to be 99 or 98 or you're not top wine. So there's oh, no. What a terrible wine it is. That is awful. Listen, I'm you know curious. what? You know what? You very have a valid opinion. Great. Love that. I'm, I'm giving you a thumbs <laughs> up. But you're shit on it. But you like the wine. You yeah. like the wine. I'm not discounting well the point. I'm not. I'm saying and I don't so give a shit about your score. At the end of the day, you are you are joining the rest of the other fuckers in the wine industry that gave this a ninety-seven. <laughs> and you didn't want to, but actually, if you gave it a score, you I think you'd have to give it a pretty good score. Yeah. Anyway, moving on. I just think um, how lovely we can bring a Macedonian wine where people really know very very little about this region. This is not a known wine region. I'm really excited that we that it's caused such controversial. Um, Do you know a little bit of the history about like again? It's one of those countries you're full of because it's part of the Eastern Bloc, if I'm not wrong. Um, and like Romania, it would have fallen that whole point where it had a years and years of history where it would have been mass-produced, cheap, terrible wine. There's underneath. been wines. Basic. I mean, this is the old. First of all, Tikves is the oldest and largest winery in the southeast of Europe. Uh, their history goes back, apparently, before Christ BC. Um, so they have lots and lots of history as well. I can't tell you much more about it. No, I'm trying to think, is it part of the Eastern Bloc or not? Macedonia, hmm? Macedonia. Macedonia was part of Yugoslavia. Yeah, oh, okay, so it's different. Right, it's but I mean, I, I mean, a lot of those sort of areas of wine, it's quite interesting because years and years, if you go like hundreds of years ago, they had a great wine history, and they had periods where, obviously, because of what went on politically and other things, wine production stopped, halted, and then people have come back to it later on. I don't so, know that. I know they've got a lot of, um, indi- they've obviously got a lot of indigenous varieties. I am not even on a podcast. It's not worth trying to even pronounce because that's just ridiculous. Um, a lot of the same as Romania. I know, I think they've got quite a few of these. But they also do very much. Cabernet, in terms of um, the famous uh, wine uh, grapes of Cabernet Sauvignon, Merlot, uh, Chardonnay and Sauvignon Blanc. So they do those as well. But either way, this is one of the top producers. Uh, it seems at the moment that it's not uh, possible to buy in the UK. XL wines are doing the red, which obviously... So we you're, you're basically wine teasing. You're going, this is a wine we're drinking, it's lovely, it's good value, but you can't have it? Uh, well, the thing is, yeah. XL Wines definitely has one of them. This is an amazing winery, and I think it's worth You can definitely access some of their wines. Plus, if anybody's interested and contacts them, if they are buying in the red, they can get the white, can't they? Um, Berry Bros, who I keep on plugging, but unfortunately, I love their wine sales and I keep on oh, buying Berry Bros, we will take a sponsorship. Just I, to it, we out. really should buy now. Hashtag sponsorship. Um, Berry Bros was doing this, and now they're not. Why so, they not? Don't know. Again. Fuck you, Berry Bros, how dare you? I know. Which, <laughs> by the way, did you know Berry, Berry Bros... Anyway. Berry Bros... <laughs> I care. No, we didn't sponsor this. Berry Bros <laughs> is in the um, shortlist for best... Um, wine retailer. If okay. I can get, I If I can get someone to sponsor me to literally get paid to come and drink and talk on something and release it, then literally my life is made at that point. I'd be like, even if it's just like a pork pie sponsorship. <laughs> you just you want a happy sock sponsorship. <laughs> oh, don't he loves happy socks. I love happy socks. Happy socks. Vega, he's always wearing happy socks. Vega. Oh, nice. Actually, okay. no, I did cheat on them. I've got some Paul Smith socks now. Well, you're not going to get happy socks 
sponsorship now if you've just I told felt, them I that you're... I literally felt like I was having an affair by putting them on, but they weren't nice. Okay, so you felt bad about it. I felt bad about so it. So they, that, that now, you're well, like, you know naughty, you're giving like, happy like, socks Like, naughty bad, like, good bad, like, that, good bad. Like, you knew it was naughty. I knew it was wrong, but it was so colourful and pretty. Yeah, well, yeah. now Happy Socks has an opportunity to fight back but I did, fight for I, your love. Yeah, I know. To fight How deep her. is your love? Fight for me, Happy Socks. Um, fight so, I think that was a successful Macedonian adventure. So, really happy. And I think, actually, because we are ranting away, let's, you, Mandy, have brought two interesting yeah, wines right. um, that, that are not this. even in a bottle that have had a cap. Is this how they're going to come? Mm-hmm. So, we will post the picture of the wines. And so, what? hang on, what's the volume in the... Is 500 it, ml. 500 ml... Controversial, eh? Wine bottles, but with a, um, a beer cap. Yeah. And please tell us a bit more about what the hell we are going to drink. Oh, I'm worried that the white's going to be too warm, but I'm sure we'll be fine. Oh, do you know what? We will be able to improvise. I so think it's going to be fine, isn't it? Fine. Are we going to pour white and red together so we can maybe compare? Um, yeah, you don't not? need to compare them, really, but you can if you want. They're more like brother and sister rather than comparison. It's up to you. We all compare siblings, come on. We always pick a favourite. Okay, and tell us... I think us, my sister's a favourite. What actually. the hell are we drinking? Because I've never seen a... Uh, I have personally... Am I being silly? Not seeing a wine in, with a with a beer cap? This, you can get like a... There's Prosecco you can get those. Why are you getting a Pierre Pierre Frick? It can't be called a... It can't be Prosecco. Oh, I see it's not got the... Because it's not being done in the Prosecco methods Pierre, with a... With Pierre Frick a, does his... Um, uh, actually does all his in cap as well. Oh. Right, please pour away. Can, I'll, I'll do the red for you. Champagne with a cap on, I think. Sorry. It has to be corked. I think you can use Prosecco with a cap on. There's no rule against that. There's no rule on bottling style. Well, okay, uh, yeah, okay. You, it definitely. Okay, I'm thinking about you know you can get what they call Prosecco on tap, and you can't get Prosecco on tap because it has to be bottled. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. And that's definite. But I would have thought still with with the yeah. I suppose it's not the same as champagne, which needs the. The cork put in. Okay, we'll have to look into that. You might be right. So I'm going to pour the red now, oh, and you're going to pour the white for us. What is the? So what's the producer? So it's actually Wild and Wilder, which is Alliance. We make our own wines. Uh, uh, so you you buying in the juice? No, we have. Well, we work with the farmers. So Jazz Cook, you we talked about earlier, and then Virgo Tinnum. We work with the farmers. Lovely guys, by the way. Lovely, Lovely guys. Yeah. Um, we, they work with the farmers over in Australia. So it's from Adelaide. Okay. Um, Adelaide Hills. Um, yeah, they work the farmers all year long, and they their food they're there for the whole. Process. Did you say they work the farmers all year long? Like, they, work, work, they work, work hard. Work, <laughs> damn it. They work with the Back farmers. Back in controversial Australia, apparently. <laughs> um, all year long. Um, yeah, so they yeah they're there for the whole process basically. We make our own wines a lot, but this is kind of like the most hands-on. Okay. So part of the thistle down, and then this is like the kind of the sub the subcategory of thistle down, which is wild and wilder, which is kind of. A more fun approach to wine. I love how I love the bottling. It's so cool. I love the you know at the end of the day, as I keep on saying, craft beer is so cool and the more liberal and unconservative style. We've gone liberal. Yeah. Yeah. Super liberal. It's completely different. I mean, not Jeremy Corbyn liberal, but not close. I mean, we yeah, not not Jeremy Corbyn liberal probably. (laughs) (laughs) Although I am a liberal, can I just put that? (laughs) Yeah, but you can be liberal and not be Jeremy Corbyn. There's there's a very different. I don't don't mind Corbyn. I think it's a hard time. Although we're not getting into that. <laughs> I'm not allowed to talk about Brexit on this. Oh, so God, I'm I can't talk about Brexit yeah. anymore. Yanina break banned me from talking I about it. I said it's boring. Well, it's not boring. Well, no, yeah, it's boring. And it's it's soul crushing, is a problem. It's yeah. soul crushing. We're not a politics show, right? We, we are <laughs> not. We are here to drink wine and have fun. No, we yeah. are. Um, a what show? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what we are. Are we comedy? We report, are we we report I don't know. Comedy is very I hope we're not educational because that's a really downturn. We don't want to be educational. This is obviously a blend. Is, so, has this got some Grenache in it as well? No. The, this is Grenache. Oh, this the is, red is Grenache. So the white. So it's, um, so it's Tabula Rasa is the name of the wine, which means clean slate in Latin. Okay. Because every year they take a clean slate, so every vintage is like a representation could of I, that vintage. Speaking to all churches out there, could I please get a clean slate? This would be helpful. You could definitely do the clean slate. Hashtag clean slate. Hashtag clean slate, yeah. Mm. So, That's really interesting. It's weird, isn't it? There, and talking of slate, savory as well very mineral mineral. yeah you're saying you know and actually like almost i guess chalky like stony yeah um so this is a blend of uh semillon 70 percent that makes sense in terms of the the richness and we've all in the savory we've both you know with grenache blanc and semillon not as much massive in flavors and fruit but much more about the texture Um, semillon blanc 20 (laughs) percent okay 
Honest, 6% and Petty Monsoon, 4%. Oh, I know someone, okay. Yeah, I love Patsy Monson, it's like my favourite. So that's their maybe giving that little bit of floor to, to give their little bit of... There's a lot going on, isn't there? But this is the first ever vintage of this wine, and it, this is actually the release day of it. It's almost yeasty as well, but yogurty. Um, it's on the yeast, yeah. The lees, yeah, that makes yeah. sense. So the Rome, Petit Monsanto is another Rome white variety. Petit Monsanto. Oh, we've, we've, we've all, so considering you said, let's pick blends, Again, it's going to be so guys, interesting, and we've kind of... We are, so, we are yeah. so planned here. It's not like I turned up, forgot my wine, had to go buy one from a shop before I turned up. <laughs> we are super, as always, nothing but top of professional here on Unfiltered. That's hilarious. In every way, shape, and form. In no way, I'd Do you think, as well, this has a very, um, you know when you smell a cherry bakewell tart, the icing and the almonds? Ah. Or like uh, the frangipan. It's the, you know, the almond, um, what, it, what on the frangipan, you know, the, ba- the Battenberg cake. Guys, I'm nodding, but I don't agree. You don't know what it is? Don't you don't agree? No, I don't I, I know what you're talking about. But shush you, as long as you know what I'm talking about. This the what is the what is on a Battenberg the almondy icing oh, thing? I, I mean I love Battenberg. Is it marzipan? Mar- okay, marzipan. It's like marzipan. Yeah, it's okay, marzipan. marzipan. This to me, you know, you're you you quite clearly don't agree, but I. But no, it's fine. I'm not. Meant, when it comes to taste, okay. What if you? I think it's got marzipan, icingy, creamy, yogurty. The most important There's a lot thing. Going on, I think. Like the the Greek thing. yogurt as well. It's a whole. I'm, I'm, it, just, I'm having a moment. <laughs> Would you like <laughs> to go to the bathroom? I don't think when it comes to wine, like you can't turn around to someone and go, "You're completely wrong." I would try to be educational. These two giggle like assholes. Um, <laughs> Look, there's, there's two of us just having a, having an enjoyable wine session. You, on the other hand, I'm trying to have a podcast. <laughs> um, there's, there is no like wrong technically when it comes to wine tasting. If you do really feel the flavours from coming through, like if someone else but. doesn't have it, <laughs> but no, I'm not going to say but at all. <laughs> I'm not doing the Daily Mail. I'm not hashtag racist, but hashtag anal. Uh, yeah, I brought that up. Moving on. Um, By the way, FYI, totally marzipan yogurt. I'm not. I'm saying the whole way. If if, <laughs> if if you sit there, if you sit there and you taste something, and the other person doesn't taste it, doesn't mean that they're wrong and you're you're right or vice versa. It's also got like an um, acetone, nail varnish remover. Um, I get I get a little bit that 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 lift all the time. Do you know fennel? Boom, boom, boom. boom. <laughs> totally. That one's, if that you one's didn't see, Janina has way. done the boom hands going out wide motion, which I'm we doing for reason we're talking about. Three of us now. This is wonderful. Like, you know, mind blown motion. Um, its effect was, was null, but she I did do it. I am mind blown. This is a fennel wine, but still sticking with Greek yogurt with a Greek load yogurt. of marzipan. Thank you, thank you. She's having some Greek yogurt over here as well. Got some Greek yogurt. It's so interesting. Mm. It's definitely, it's not funky enough that anyone will be off put by it, but it's interestingly enough, it's interestingly, interesting enough. God, that was hard. Um, it's English, it's fine, it's your second language. It's my second after <laughs> English. Yeah, um, bad English. It's interesting enough that for anyone into the wine industry, fabulous, something to really talk about. It's Quite clearly, Fennel's blowing yeah. my mind. Yeah. Minimal intervention. They probably yeah, use yeah, wild yeast and they're obviously doing the leaves. Yeah, yeah. You know this spiel. I know what's going on here. I understand. Right, I am going to crack on with this brunette. Um, you said it's a blend, though. Is this still a blend? It is blend. So it's 90% brunette but and um, 10% Matara. Oh, okay. Yeah. Matara, um, if anyone who doesn't know, is the same as Morvedre in France or Monastrel um, down in the... Espanol. Um, yeah, in España. In España. España. Because my Spanish, if you were listening to the podcast before, it was, it was fantastic. Phenomenal. It was phenomenal. You're always there. I'm always in Chile, like at least a week or two every year or two. Absolutely, (laughs) I totally agree with you there. (laughs) I should be there more. I'm in Spain quite a bit. Maybe I'm just in Chile. Maybe I'm just posting the same photos, or maybe they just keep on coming up on your your new newsfeed. I'm so glad they're having a catch up during the podcast, but it's uh, (laughs) we haven't we haven't caught up for quite a while, and I think it's I think. Listen. It's very rare I'm getting you to stay on track. This is a very new turn of normally it's me ranting off on something and having to. No, I think going. you've had a fair few rants. In fact, let's yeah. not bring up Parker points again. Let's oh. do it though. If you were given this points out of 100, what would you give it? I'll give, <laughs> I'd, give you an answer I'd give Parker zero. He's an arsehole. Um, do you hate him? I do generally. Oh, no. Oh, I generally, you don't want, do uh, you hate him? I mean, he hates. He, Probably hates, hates Nelson. Mode he probably hates mode Nelson Mandela because he can find something wrong with him. Maybe he's wearing the wrong flip flop. I don't know. 
Well, I, I, I've never seen Desert. <laughs> I change as in some ways. Um, I have no reason to hate House of Mandela, but you're all hate flip flops. I would hate him because I fucking hate flip flops. Uh, but then Are you telling me that noise does not irritate you, though? On the reminds fucking feet. Me of it's summer not... and sunshine. No, it, no. And it reminds and me. Rose. <laughs> it reminds me. <laughs> Rose. Me and Rosa, BFFs. It, rem- <laughs> it, it reminds you for retarded English people on holiday. Yeah, but but it's, what you're uh, doing is you're making us act out. We're just we're acting out deliberately. I don't. Me. I don't feel I need to do much to make yeah. you act out. It's coming quite naturally. <laughs> Shall we try the red? <laughs> Very. It's got a really aromatic nose. I love um, the red. I find it really interesting. I mean, the white's more chamomile, but <laughs> we're not talking about the white anymore. You, had, you had your time to put tasting notes in on the white. I couldn't get a word. You ranted about Parker instead. Mm. You pour him up. <laughs> how much? How much are these? Um, I mean, bearing in mind they're five hundred mil, so they're around nine to ten pounds. Okay, but at the moment this is brand new, so it, brand nobody new. nobody can buy this right now. So the red this is. What would be the retail price? Is more important. I would, Guessing that. I would probably say, what do you like? Twenty. Yeah. Around twenty pounds for the fifty. Maybe mil. just under twenty. No, the bottle shape makes it look a bottle of beer, so you can put it in a brown paper bag and you drink it. Easily drink No one knows. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> easily. Which I've already worked this map out. I'm like fantastic. It looks cool. People would think that was like kind of a, a, just a health drink. Yeah. Actually, Almost. you know what? But it's a health drink. Wine for driven. Stops Sorry. dementia. Fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Wine. That's a really really valid point. Also, you need champagne every day to about Alzheimer's. You know, red wine every day for heart, and there's a lot of reasons you need to drink. No, but this is lovely. This has got some nice wild raspberries. Yeah, it's a little yeah, bit spicy, yeah. but it's not over the top. It's got a little real backbone of, again, something savoury, but then a sweetness of balsamic. Um, it's got the cream in it as well, I think, a little bit. No, this is, uh, do you know what? It's a really cool little project, so I'm glad you brought that for us. So that's, thank you so much. Mm. Yeah, balsamic, for sure. We've still got some lovely freshness. And, and, it, does, and well. it feels like pu- you just said fruit. Mm. It's just a very purity of fruit. I'm yeah. assuming there's no oak barrels at all. I, it's or if I it is old oak it's barrels. Old oak, yeah. It's all. It seems to me like this is about. This is the fruit. This is terroir. Enjoy yeah. it again. Yeah. It's supposed to be a representation of that vintage. So like a single vineyard put a blend. Mm, okay. Um, I'd say it's super soft for each year. Like seventeen. Mm. Like the fact that it's very soft and very. Really it feels soft. like it's at least a year or two more than it is. Um, Again, fruit, I think, is really the word to describe it. It's like, there's a lot of red fruits, red currants, red yeah. berries. Um, it's got that, and a, a bit of a sourness as well. I think that's what gives it complexity. It's not I'm, just about yeah. vibrant I mean, fruit. Go, I wouldn't go to jam for me personally just simply because I'd say, like, more jelly, I think, would be more Jelly, yeah. I think jam, jam feels to be more concentrated, and this isn't. It's got some acidity it's and vibrance. Well, yeah. yeah, that's what I mean. So, to yeah. me, if I think jam, I don't think freshness. So, so. I thought you said there were no wrong answers. No, I'm saying for me personally. I said for me personally. <laughs> I, Amanda, I did not, I did not, I did not so shit your point of view. I said on me personally. <laughs> She's really upset. Don't attack me now. I need to go. She's crying. <laughs> yeah, she needs to go. And you know what? On that note, guys, I think, to be honest, I think we've blabbered on. I haven't on. made a guest cry yet. It's been quite impressive. Well, we will work on that for the next one. <laughs> <laughs> we, I, I hope I don't know yet. We have to. We haven't booked one in, and we will. Uh, I, I feel sorry for that guest. And um, Mandy, you're fabulous. Thanks. I'm so sorry you had to put up with Jonathan. But apparently, more fabulous than videos. We were told earlier. So it was oh my god, yeah, for sure. So cheers. Cheers. Thank you cheers. Ever so much. Thanks for having me, Jonathan. Not so thank you. Yeah, well, wait, never is. <laughs> and uh, please tune in for the next one after this. See you in two weeks. See you in two weeks. Bye.